Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hola and welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Tali Anderson. This week... We're suing them on the basis of the decision to expel us was unlawful. The ongoing saga over governance around Tonga's rugby league will be determined next month after attempts to settle the case out of court were dismissed. 29 members of Fiji's rugby team have tested positive for COVID-19, causing their Autumn Nations Cup rugby test against Italy this weekend to be cancelled. And Samoa's women are one step closer to the 2021 Rugby World Cup. But first, the ongoing saga over governance around Tonga's rugby league will be determined next month, with an appeal set for the Court of Arbitration for Sport. The Tonga National Rugby League is appealing against its expulsion from the global governing body, the International Rugby League. Secretary of the TNRL, William Edwards, claims the IRL tried to settle matters outside of court, but insists they aren't backing down from the argument that the expulsion was unlawful. Then come back to our lawyer saying, this doesn't stop us from talking to see if we can find a resolution. They used the wrong, they pushed the wrong buttons, and it really, it's really annoying. I mean, they say, we're going to reinstate you. And I said to our lawyer, totally unacceptable. And he said, please explain to me why, so I can go back and explain to him. I said, reinstatement would assume the position that we were out legally and we've been brought back in. We're suing them on the basis that the decision to expel us was unlawful because they didn't follow their rules. Therefore, if the Court of Arbitration finds that the expulsion was unlawful, it means that we were never expelled. So the decision is void ab initio. There's a lot that the public doesn't understand, doesn't know, and that's why certain people are left with the job to go and decide what's in the best interest of that association. And then it just irks us when someone from overseas comes and judges or prejudges and says, you people are not fit, you guys couldn't do your job, you know. You're... And I'm sitting there going, fancy making all those allegations when we weren't even given a hearing. They're going to tell you that we're the ones who prompted it, which is true. Ours was the first letter that went from our lawyer to the end, but it came from our lawyer discussing it with them. Last time we spoke, you were confident, but you also said it could still go either way. You know, you never know what's going to happen on the day. But the fact that they're trying to sort this out, does that make you more confident? Well, at the time I said it to you, that was correct. You were spot on what you're saying now. But you've got to bear in mind that around the 7th of September, they were supposed to file their written statements and the evidence that they were going to use in the case. They didn't file it. We filed ours. I realised that they didn't come up with anything to support their case. They just went to attack our case. I mean, attack my witness statements. So they weren't witness statements and evidence. They were witness statements in reply to our witness statements, which is not allowed. And that's why my position's changed more now, because I would have thought, you know, they would have brought something in their witness statements that would have hammered home something that would have hurt us. And that's why I was saying to you before, uh, I'm not sure it's about 50-50 at that time when I spoke to you, because we'd only sent our witness statements. We hadn't received theirs. Nothing. Nada. And then with their letter, in response to our, our, our lawyers, any chance of reconciliation, and their response, uh, I just felt, no. Nah. They're stretching. I'm, I'm happy where we are. I, I, if you ask me um, from an outside perspective, which side would you rather be in terms of arguing the argument? I'd rather be in our shoes than theirs. Secretary of the TNRL, William Edwards. 
29 members of Fiji's rugby team have tested positive for COVID-19, causing the Autumn Nations Cup rugby test against Italy this weekend to be cancelled. The squad underwent a new round of COVID-19 testing on Monday, with the results today confirming almost all of the 32 players and management staff have the virus. I spoke to RNZ Pacific sports reporter Vinnie Wiley about the ordeal. They've they kind of narrowed down how the virus got into the team and affected uh, players and management staff. Uh, of course, last week there was five players that tested positive, and then a couple of weeks ago it was three players ahead of the Portugal game. Uh, this latest sort of cluster of, of now it's 29 players in the squad, which is kind of blown out. Um, but um, so the Fiji and France medical teams from their rugby unions. They've now isolated sort of where it came from, but the issue was that because they were in bubbles and then they started training together as a team, by the time they determined where it came from, you know, people were already mixing and mingling and hence 29 people have got it. So uh, a little bit too late really in that regard, but now everyone's isolating. So I guess that's kind of a wait and see sort of thing from here. They've just got to do the time. So what's happening now to the games that are meant to be playing in Europe? Yeah, well, the, their warm-up game against Portugal got cancelled, and at that point it was just, you know, a, a few players had it, but it was people coming into the camp, so it was all very precautionary. Of course, the France game on the weekend got cancelled after Semirandrandra, then four other players uh, seemingly all tested positive, and that meant that they had to sort of investigate close contacts as well. So that was a big blow, and then, you know, off the back of that, uh, they then were going to have two additional rounds of testing on Monday, Wednesday this week. The first round of that, we now know the results too. 29 people in the squad have tested positive, um, so they're all self-isolating, um, and that means that this weekend's game against Italy obviously can't happen. That's cancelled too. Next weekend, they play their final group match, well, they're meant to, um, what will actually be their first group match, uh, against Scotland um, over there, and then they'll due to play one more final game after that. Clearly, all of those games are up in the air now. Um, because if you know the Wednesday round of testing finds that all those players are still positive, or even more people have tested positive, then um, you know it looks increasingly uncertain that they wouldn't be able to go on. So what happens now? Is it just a bit of a waiting game? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the, all, all the players and the management staff are isolating in their own respective hotel rooms. Uh, a few of them have been tweeting. I think Nemanja Nandolo uh, of course made his international comeback to be a part of the squad again after a couple of years away. He's been tweeting that he can't wait to get back on the barbecue when he gets home to England. Even if it's raining, he wants to cook uh, pork and steak and all, all that sort of stuff. So uh, I guess people need to pass the time, maybe play a few games on their phone, read a book, I don't know, watch TV. Um, but that's all they can do. They've got another round of testing today. Hopefully some of them start to test negative, but you've you then got to do your sort of quarantine, your isolation, and then... Once you test negative twice, then you can be released from that isolation sort of period. Um, but they've got a 32-man squad. You need at least 23 to, to have a match day. And you've got to be able to train for a test. Um, it's all well and good being negative a day before a game. But if you haven't trained for two weeks, it's, you know, you're not really going to be competitive. So they just have to wait. They're in their hotel in France, still in central France. Um, and if they're allowed to go to any of their games and go ahead with any of them, they'll obviously have to travel over there at some point. Um, so, yeah, they're just biding their time. And as more and more people hopefully test negative, uh, then they can start maybe training again in bubbles and then hopefully eventually again as a full team but clearly um, there's going to be you know even more precautions in place because they've done everything they can to this point but as we know it's uh, old COVID it's uh, pretty tricky. But it's not all bad news is it with the uh, Fijian drawer looking to join the Super Rugby competition in 2022? Indeed and I, I guess that seems like a long way off 2022 but um, I mean A it's been how many years that we've been talking about a Pacific Super Rugby team of course we've discussed Kanaloa and Moana Pacifica's bids as well um, but for Fiji, this is, um, you know, basically a national team. The Indrua that have competed in the Australian NRC competition between 2017 and 19, they won it in 2018 with a, a locally-based squad. 
Um, and, and this has just taken it to the next level to play in Super Rugby. They've got great infrastructure up there. They've got the uh, academy system, the high-performance unit. Um, they've got you know ANZ Stadium in Suva, which has hosted Super Rugby games before in recent years. They've obviously got super talented players that either play in Europe at the moment or some very talented locals as well that are a part of this Flying Fijian squad. Um, so in many respects, the Fijian team is, is possibly in a better or more ready position to kick off in Super Rugby, um, fingers crossed 2022, than a Moana Pacifica or, or Kanaloa or another Pacifica bid because you know they know their players are going to be Fijian. Um, I, I think there'd be a huge draw for a lot of those guys to come home um, if given the opportunity, um, and, they, and depending on their contract status at their other clubs. Yeah, they've got a really good setup there. It's very clear what their vision's going to be, whereas I guess for the other Pacific franchises, there's still a lot of things to be de- determined. And so what happens now with the uh, Fiji team? Well, you know, as we say, they've got you know great players around the world. Uh, they'll, they'll start basically tapping shoulders and saying who wants to come home and determining you know what players they can contract. Um, you know, I don't know if there'll be a strong push to make the Andrua basically a quasi flying Fijians national team. Clearly, leading into the 2023 World Cup, that would be fantastic if those guys can basically play together week in week out. Um, would help with continuity and everything leading into that World Cup tournament. Um, and that's part of what the Super Rugby expansion is about for the Pacific Islands. It's um, helping obviously at the domestic level but also helping boost the national teams as well and that's why the Fiji Samoa Tonga unions are, are so closely involved with each of these bids. Um, so yeah, they've got good infrastructure, they just need to get a playing base, they need to determine a coach. I imagine that uh, Vern Kossa, the Flying Fijians coach, would probably want to be heavily involved just like Jamie Joseph in Japan was with the uh, Sunwolves in Japan. Um, so yeah, and then once the players are named and announced and they've got a squad, I guess they start training eventually at some point next year and, uh, and people start to get excited. That was RNZ Pacific sports reporter Vinnie Wiley. The Samoa women's rugby team are one step closer to the 2021 Rugby World Cup after overwhelming Tonga 40-0 in Auckland on the weekend. The Manusina are through to the final qualification tournament next year, but the time and place for that is still undecided after the European Championship was postponed last week. I spoke to the coach Ramsey Tomokino after the match, who says they're going ahead with preparations as planned. I'm obviously uh, hugely proud of our girls and, and the fact that we won the match and we, we did the job that we came to do. Um, you know, did we play how I wanted us to? Probably losing Anna and early in the our halfback and the um, she brings our tempo. Losing her early probably counter, but Jana, you know, um, came on and did a did a good job. But uh, yeah, it was just the same for her, and uh, hopefully she's well and. Um, Understand she's possibly got a broken jaw. So, but hugely proud of the girls. Hugely proud of uh, you know that we did this for Samoa and um, yeah, and did this to give ourselves a chance to get to the Rugby World Cup. With Tonga, is that what you expected to see from them today? Yeah, I wasn't too sure what to expect from Tonga. It was, it's uh, you know like it was an unknown, but um, yeah, I just knew that if we could stick to our game plan and you know where I'm sitting up in the coach's box and. I can see that it was working and we're creating the space, but we've just got to execute better and, you know, with time we'll, we'll get there. And um, But, yeah, you know, hugely, yeah, I just can't uh, be any more proud of um, for the girls and, and for Samoa and, and getting the result that we set out to achieve. The tournament next year, still up in the air, is that on your mind or what, what are you thinking about that? Um, yeah, no, obviously, you know, we're just going to prepare as if we are going to a tournament. So, you know... Um, even though we had blooded some new girls here, you know there are still girls that will come into contention. Um, we can only get stronger, and we can only get better. And, and if we, I've always said to our girls and to our management team, if we can get the best players 
our Samoan players on the park at any one time, we will do the business. You know, we will we will get the job done. We can get to the Rugby World Cup, and I, I believe we can do that. Um, look, if COVID plays its part and the repercharge gets cancelled, I just hope that those that are watching saw the crowd, the Tongans and the Samoans that were here, and that's the Pacific flavour that you need in the Rugby World Cup. And you know, we need to get there. And if the repercharge is cancelled, hope the powers will just say our prayers and hope the powers that be go. Samoa, you've done enough to get there. You know, we've been there before in the past. You know, give us that opportunity to do it again. And I'm looking at the stands now and they're they emptied out. But when we were playing, we were at full noise. And just really special that the girls got to play in front of a home crowd. Well, it's kind of like a home crowd, but just really special. And just I was just blown away by the support. And the fact that the Samoan, you know, they they sang our thank you song, our Wafa Fatai song. You know, um, it's acknowledged that they're hugely proud of the girls. So it'll be a special moment for these girls and, uh, and a moment they'll remember. And you know, let's hope we're here in September next year. Head coach of the Samoa women's rugby team, Ramsey Tomokino. And that's the World in Sport for this week. For more, head to our website, rnzi.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.